This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. We're here today after, I wouldn't say the most confidence-boosted 2-1 victory against Bristol Rovers, but it's put Derby in a really, really good position. Six points off the top two, which is ridiculous, up to sixth uh, in a really good position at the moment. So joining me today to talk about the uh, Bristol Rovers game is uh, first off, Adam Titley. How are you, pal? I'm good, mate. Into the top six. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty well after that one, to be fair. Mm. And yet we watched all of those goals from Derby and Bristol Rovers, but the best cross of the weekend came from yourself. <laughs> Talk us through that. Oh, well, it had to be done. The Lincoln play was there. Uh, <laughs> fancy myself as a, a Craig Forsyth-esque cross in Swinger. Oh, what a, what a cross. Still dream about it now. We'll never reproduce it. <laughs> For a bit of context, uh, we played in a charity match for Derby Twitter FC on on Friday night and Adam put a beautiful cross right on my head inside the six-yard box. Couldn't miss. And uh, yeah, he's he's not mentioned it, actually, as as you may have guessed. So he's not mentioned it to anyone. Uh, Callum, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Thank you, mate. Much better after a uh, really convincing 2-1 win. I will say I got my predictions right both in the preview pod and on last week's show. So I'll take that. that is, that's what I'm really positive about this week. Yeah, the one week Adam doesn't go for 2-1. <laughs> it's a 2-1. People kept commenting that on my own video and I was there like, maybe if I stop predicting it, we'll win 2-1. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Vic Singh. How are you, mate? Good evening, chaps. Yeah, all good. It's nice to be in the top six. I think uh, the 2-1 Derby prediction is like my long may we continue catchphrase <laughs> random now, isn't it? So we're all getting our own catchphrases now. <laughs> I've noticed more and more people are saying it now, Vic. Uh, your your mm. influence is unmatched. Um, and Adam, I think, is the man who probably says it the most <laughs> <laughs> of anyone. <laughs> but right, let's, let's get into the episode. And we can't start the episode without talking about the man who got man of the match. Uh, Nathaniel Mendes Lang. Now, I don't think he actually probably had the best game of his life. Um, I thought he looked a little bit isolated on the left wing in the first half. We changed the system in the second half. He played as a sort of a right-sided forward, didn't he? And and set up a goal. Uh, thank you to Jack Hunt for putting it in the top corner and uh, scored the second goal. I mean, Adam, he's got five in his last six. Uh, he looks like a player who's really, really confident, really, really in form. Um, he was just quality, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's got that ability to really grab the game by the scuff of the neck and and um, get something for us. 
And I think, I mean, we, we went on about this like a broken record for so long about Mendes Lang needs a rest after these internationals. And then obviously he's, he's got on the rest and he's come back firing in form, which which we wanted from him. And yesterday um, he turned on the style and going forward and he, he had that that injection of energy that we needed going forward and it resulted in the goals late on when the Rovers' defence were tiring. So, yeah, like you say, the stats back it up. He's in fine form at the moment and um, as long as he carries on with it, then hopefully we can keep pushing up the table. Yeah, you've got to hope so. You've got to hope so. And Callum, I mean, you look at Mendes Lang as a player and people have always talked about, you know, he's so inconsistent. He'll have one good game, one bad game. But he's pretty much had six, seven, eight consecutive games where he's been really on it. And I think at the minute, I mean, I don't know what you think, but in my opinion, he's the only reason we're in the position that we're in. Yeah, he's at least uh, one of the main reasons. I don't know about the only one, um, but he's definitely one of the the, the main reasons. He's been um, since I think since he's had that little bit of a rest period, um, which we all um, on this pod were crying out for that he just needed, even if it was just one week, one game that he wasn't part of, and him not going uh, to Guatemala. Um, during the international break again, just gives him a little bit of a rest. It, it just seems like it's done him um, the world of goods, which means that he can put everything into into our games, which I think that's probably been the thing that's let him down um, is just because of him being so tired um, physically that he hasn't been able to put in everything into our games. You can see when he drops in and out of the game, he kind of walks around aimlessly and everyone kind of thinks, oh, he's he's been a bit useless, but it's just because he's, he's knackered. So I think uh, if we can keep him, just nurture him through the rest of this winter period, I think uh, we'll keep getting the best out of him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, no international breaks for quite some time now. Thank God. Thank yeah. God we're, we're free <laughs> yeah. of them. Although next week's <laughs> going to feel like one because we lost a crew. So we've got no game yeah. next Saturday, which is really yeah. depressing. Um, but probably better for my social life. I might actually be able to see some of my friends, which is nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't get that very often uh, when you play week after week after week. Um, Talking Gas Podcast, say evening, lads. Uh, Jamie Page, who some of you may know is uh, sometimes on this pod. He doesn't really turn up much anymore. He's too busy no, um, being no. old. Uh, and he put take that Martin shirt down. Absolutely not. Um, and we got a comment from Talking uh, Talking Figures. What does that say? Torture Pickles. That yeah, is some name. Pickles. That is. Uh, and he says, uh, does it not worry you that we're so reliant on Mendes Lang? And Vic, I want to take that one to you because I kind of agree. I think when Adam mentioned a minute ago that, you know, Mendes Lang grabs the game by the scruff of the neck. I don't think we have many players that do that. I think Mendes Lang's pretty much the one that will do that. And and we've got supporting players around him. Does it concern you a little bit that we're relying on him so much to create magic? Yeah, definitely. I think we do need more options in terms of star quality, especially in the attacking thirds. I think if we're too heavily reliant on Mendes Lang, if he now dips out of form, uh, we could end up obviously losing out on the top six and falling down the table, which is... I think that was part of the problem with Mendes language was that we were too reliant and putting too much pressure on the lad. I think since the Shrewsbury defeat and obviously that interaction with the fan, I think it's sort of put a rocket rocket up his backside and he's really sort of proved all his doubt is wrong, if I'm honest. It does worry me that we are overly reliant. However, I think given time, I think we might see some more gems unearthed. We've got Kane Wilson, who's mm. been in pretty good form, uh, who can also fill in. 
Barkas isn't in and out at the minute, but obviously if he picks up, then the the onus isn't too much on Mendes Lang. And then obviously if the midfield can contribute and then if we can get Collins and Cole scoring, hopefully it's not too much on him. But he, he look, at the moment, he looks like our only attacking threat. And when he's on, on song, Derby are on song. So mm. hopefully we can start sharing out the responsibility, but it'd be crucial if we lost him to injury or lack or fatigue or anything like that. Mm, yeah, I agree. And I think with Kane Wilson... He just hasn't had chance yet, has he? He's not had chance to sort of deliver that final product. I know he had that open goal against Blackpool, um, <laughs> which I'm sure still haunts him to this day. Um, but yeah, I, I think Kane Wilson's another one who, who could definitely deliver. And we just need more players to step up, don't we? Um, Barkay's an interesting one. I, before we get on to, on to Tom Barkay's, and I just want to say, uh, Jamie, who's sometimes on the pod, uh, had a very funny moment on Friday uh, went out for a few <laughs> drinks, ended up going around Derby, went standing order, went to Revs. And then Jamie disappears about two o'clock in the morning. Him and his dad disappear because they've gone to Pop World, um, <laughs> which is something that I didn't expect to happen. <laughs> so there's Jamie and his dad, who's about six. He's legend, to be fair, but in Pop World in Derby. Um, so if you want to judge him for that, please do uh, and, mm. and let us know on Twitter. Um, how much you, you think he's a bit of a clown um, because we've all said it. <laughs> so, uh, Adam, to move on to Tom Barkays, and now he's one of the players I've got written down because I think he's a bit of a strange one. Um, I was talking to my brother about this yesterday and Barkays is one of those players. I don't think he'll ever be a standout in any team he's in. I think he's a player that will deliver. I think he'll create things, but I don't think he'll be that Mendes Lang type player. Um, and I think he needs players around him that he can link up with. I think that's a real big part of his game, you know, quick one-twos and, and moving like that. And I think yesterday he really struggled, didn't he? Because he had Ryan Niambi, who's an unbelievable defender, but is is not good going forward at all. His, uh, his movement, delivery and running with the ball is, is not good in, in any way, um, although he is an unbelievable defender. And then he had James Collins to his left, who, as we all know, is one of the worst technical footballers to ever grace the planet. So when you've got those two players next to you, it's incredibly difficult for a player like him to actually deliver what he wants to do. Um, do you think it's hindering him? I think maybe a little. I think last season it helped a lot more when McGoldrick was up front. You know, we, we know how good he was. But then I always think back to that purple patch of form. Bart Kays and I've mentioned it time and time again on this podcast, but he really impressed me with that bit of form. You know, he's he's a player who worked his way up through the divisions and then had a really good stint in the championship with Preston for so long. So there's definitely quality in him and he can score goals and he did so for Preston. Um, and he had that spell last season where he just seemed to have to be cool, calm and collected in front of goal every time he was in front of it and he slotted them away. And I, I just think back to... I think it was Cheltenham away last season when he when he I think got the winner for us or the one yeah. that was ended up the winner. Mm. And he just summed him up a, a neat finish in the back of the net at a time when we needed it, and he did that time and time again last season um, during that purple patch of form. And I'm just desperate for him to refine that. Really, I think it is mainly due to the players around him. Like I mentioned, Mendes Lang is a player who can really add that burst of energy going forward and create things. I think Bart Hazen is more of the player that needs other players to bring him into the game but he does have that really good finish on him when it when it needs to happen and you know I think at the moment I mean we're saying all the players are, are not in their best form at the moment and I think Bart Cajun just falls into that category unfortunately at the moment yeah yeah I think that's it but he's not in his best form but we're winning games I think that's the uh the most important thing um and and Callum I guess to sort of build on that a little bit um yesterday we 
let's be honest, I think most people have said this. We weren't good yesterday, were we? I think the first half mm. was painful uh, to watch. It, it wasn't good. It was very slow, very laboured. I thought Bristol Rovers actually probably played better football than we did. Quick one-twos, moving through the through the thirds. And, and they just looked like a good side. And, and we looked lethargic and slow. Um, why do you think that is? Why do we move the ball so slowly? Is it something Warren's telling them to do? Is it the players that we have? I don't think it's something Warren's telling him to do because every single press conference, every single post-match, he's one in positive, quick play. He he hates it um, from what he says to the media and, and to the fans. He, he hates it. He wants them to be quicker, more positive, uh, more direct forward pl- passes. So I can't imagine it being coming from the coaching team because every time I look down at the technical area, when an extra pass was taken a sideways pass, a backwards pass, a laboured pass. Um, the coaching team were getting absolutely infuriated. You could see they were turning around, slamming drinks on the floor. So it obviously isn't coming from the team. I don't know if it's just because they're taking the easy route, um, especially at home or on a wider pitch. It's just if I can look sideways rather than try and take on a man or something. There's a lot of players who are, I think, um, quite wary of giving away the football at home because of the way the fans might just get on them. Um, and that, and it's not wrong for the fans to do that. But then, obviously, if you're a player, you don't want to be that person who gives away the ball, um, which then I think then just turns into this laboured game. I mean, I, it summed it up when I messaged every single one of you guys, just making sure we're all still awake in the stands. <laughs> it was that bad in the first half. So, yeah. Um, it's just um, again, you you see the second half display. They can do it. It's I think it's when teams kind of try a little bit and try a little bit of coming on to us. That's where we tear them apart, and that's where we, at the pace of our team can can really hurt people. It's when the team just decides to go sit there. That's when we struggle. Yeah, I mean, Vic, on that as well, we talked a lot about the handbrake, didn't we, earlier on in the season? You know, are we going to let the handbrake off? Um, especially, I think it was the Cambridge draw. We drew nil-nil. I think we created about one chance in 90 minutes. Um, and yeah, everyone was saying, why don't we go forwards? And we did that against Barnsley. We did that against Northampton and we really went for it. And it, it felt a little bit yesterday, like we'd gone back to what we were doing before. Um, I, I think... To be honest, I think the magic of Mendes Lang on those, you know, he took his goal really well on that run to to get us ahead. I think that's probably spared our blushes a little bit because on another day, Mendes Lang doesn't turn up and produce those moments of magic and, and we probably lose that game. What do you think? I agree. I think, truth be told, if we look at that starting eleven, especially going forward, we're, we're actually quite slow, um, which I think maybe restricts us from actually trying to play the quick balls forward. If you look at like maybe Collins, Collins never really is in the position he should be as a striker. Normally he's out out wide or you never see him on the last man of the last defender, the shoulder of the last man, sorry. Again, and then normally it's normally Mendes Lang with the ball uh, when mm. we're trying to move forward. So that's our, that's our quickest player. He's either got to take his player on or he's got to try and look for the pass, but no one moves forward enough. And I think mm. still, we're still bypassing the midfield. I think if we start using the midfield a bit more, maybe we can open the team, open up opposition teams because we're going back to that passive sort of. We're being too, what's the word for it now? Um, we're too safe. easy to read. Yeah, safe. Oh, too yeah, easy yeah. to read. Yeah, yeah. Um, teams know that we're going to play down the flanks. 
All they have to do is nullify it. That's why we're playing sideways and backwards passing. We need to try and use our midfield because the, the creative spark can come from there. We've got Horahan, we've got Bird, um, Smith when he's on form, um, albeit he got injured yesterday. That's the issue for me. I think there's just a lack of pace, especially up top. And then if Mendes Lang is the one trying to create it with the ball, there's no one else running off him to sort of be open. I mean, like you said, we're playing too safe. Uh, especially, I hope you don't want to see that. So, hopefully, we can switch it up a bit. But we've been saying that all season. Yeah, we have. And, and Jamie's just put in the chat, uh, defending his appearance at Pop World. Uh, I'm not going to read it out. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I agree, Vic. And there was one time yesterday that really stood out to me and it was James Collins had made a run down the left, um, as always. And he picked up the ball and he went across the ball in and there was one man in the box and that man was Max Bird and no one else was in the box. You had Barquez on the other side. You had Mendes Lang next to him. You had no other midfielders. We had one person in the box and that was when we'd sort of, you know, we we should be filling the box in those positions. We should have three or four players gambling. I think, again, to compare us to Bristol Rovers, I mean, they had, what, four or five players every single time and no better movement. delivery. Well, exactly, Adam. There is no movement at all. It feels weird having this conversation after a win. Um, <laughs> I think we have to stress we're not being negative here. It's just, it was just weird. We, we didn't seem to want to commit men forward. But, I mean, Adam... When we look at our midfields, uh, Corey Smith, I thought, had an absolute stinker yesterday, um, compounded with that injury, um, which looked really nasty, actually, when it happened. Um, I I'd hope it's not an ACL. Uh, it looked like it might be, but I hope it's not. Um, but until Fauna came on, we looked so slow. No one was making runs forward apart from Bird, who I think had picked up a head injury of his own. And it, it just seemed like we were so slow, so static. It, it felt like we weren't even trying to push forward and win the game at times, didn't it? Yeah, I think I noticed it in the first half when players like Cashin or Nelson had the ball at their feet after playing it out from the keeper. There's, there's zero movement in the middle of that park. It's pretty much just man-to-man stood there waiting for somebody to, to want the ball or to play the pass. And, you know, I think... Horahan's an aging player towards the end of his career. I'm not expecting him to be to be making these twenty yard runs trying to split open the defence of the opposition. Max Bird is a I would say a more defensive minded player, but he does go forward quite a lot now under Paul but Corey Smith, like we said. I mean, I think somebody said it in the comments here that the last game the last good game he had was Blackpool away. And then for me, the game the best game he's had was probably Liverpool away. Um for the us right and, back. Yeah. And I think Corey Smith is a player that really hasn't managed to string too much form together for us. Um, you know, it just hasn't really. He's performed, he's put in a lot of probably six out of 10 performances for us, nothing really reaching over that. Um, and, you know, games like that yesterday is when you need a player in the middle of the park to, to show some energy, pick up the ball and take it forward. We, we miss Liam Thompson immensely. I think the start of the season when we had some of those big wins, that a lot of it was due to Liam Thompson's energy in the middle. You know, I mm. said for the season we wouldn't realise how much we missed Jason Knight. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not bringing that back up oh, again. No. But I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying his energy in the middle, no matter whether it was used or not, was something that we miss now. We've got players in the middle of the park who I don't think have that energy, and that, um, you know, and and that, that that hinders us a lot. Especially yesterday when there was there was pretty much zero movement and the only options we had was for Louis Sibley at left back to to clip it over the top and hope that somebody could run on the end of it. 
which I'm not really sure how that works when we've got a striker who isn't known for his pace to then get into the box on the end of it. So, you know, I mean, we spoke about Paul Warren wanting him to play it forward, but nobody's moving on the pitch. And yeah, interesting. Movement-wise, it was poor yesterday. I think in previous games, we have had players who were trying to make runs, trying to mm. do some link-up play. But yesterday, it was just static football, really. Yeah. Players not taking responsibility to pick that ball up and take it forward and try and create something. And at the end of the game, thankfully, Mendes, Lang and Tyrese Fauna produced the bit of magic that we needed at the end when the when the Rovers' defence were tiring. Well, that's it. And we've got a comment from Jim Johnson saying he can't wait for Tomo to be fit. Um, and Because, yeah, I, I agree. I think his energy has been missed. I mean, you look at our midfield three, Hurahan, his legs have gone, haven't they? Um, you know, I think he's still a, a quality player on the ball, but he, he hasn't got the movement. He made a couple of vital blocks yesterday. But again, when it comes to getting into those spaces further forward, he's not going to do that. I and mean, he's pretty much playing centre-half at the minute. Uh, you know, he's reminding me of a little bit at the minute, Ravel Morrison. Um, when he was with us, dropping in between the centre-halves, sort of carrying the ball a little bit, but not really producing with it. Um, maybe that's a ridiculous comparison. He, he could be right. But I think him playing <laughs> centre-half is what's brought that on. Um, and then, you, I mean, you look at Smith, he can't run, can he? Um, and Bird is being sort of asked to be both the creator and the engine. He can't do both jobs at once. And he's never been yeah. known for his running, has he? He's not he's not like a Jason Knight. He's not like a Liam Thompson. He's not he's not got that engine in him. He's not one of those kind of players. So when he's being asked to play that role, it shows how little movement we've actually got. Um, but I guess that takes us into injuries, Callum, because we've, you know, obviously Fauna had a, a poor run of form and ended up getting dropped out. Um, Liam Thompson's been missing for most of the season through injury. We've obviously uh, we've had Joe Ward missing; he's just come back. Uh, John Jules has been injured. Waghorn's had his injuries. Washington's had his injuries. Elders had his injuries. We've had a lot of first team players that have been out injured. Um, do you think there's any potential that Warren has a way he wants us to play, but he just doesn't have the players available at the minute to bring in that strategy, and he's having to use what he's got to try and you know sort of scrape over the line until everyone's back. Yeah, I think yeah, as a manager, you've still got to stamp your philosophy so then when everyone is fit you, or you do have your team, it's an easy transition for them to come into because otherwise if you go from trying to create something for the players that you've got and then want to instill a philosophy halfway through a season, it ain't going to work. So he's doing the right thing by getting them to do what he wants them to do. The trouble is, is that a lot of the players physically haven't got the attributes to do it. Uh, I mean, a, a three-man midfield of Smith, Bird uh, and Horahan were dominated by a two for Bristol. And for the entirety of the first half, I thought, you get, as as I say, I'm not going to go too on about it, but Smith was making runs from when Cashin and Nelson had the ball up to the, 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 the back four and you're kind of looking at it going, no, we need you to come and get the ball off them and, and work it between the three of you, not try and make a run in behind James Collins because you ain't getting on the end of a ball. <laughs> ball. So the when two you look slowest at players on earth. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> running behind. <laughs> we got if we've if we've got Corey Smith making running behind the back four, then we're doing something wrong. So, um, I, I, yeah, I think injuries have been a major major issue. I think that when we have got a full contingent where we'll be better, where he'll be in a better shape to try and do the philosophy that he does want to do. But I do think we're missing it. For me, if you're playing a three midfield, you need at least five or six um, central midfielders on the books who are 
all capable of playing in within those roles if in case people are out of form, get injured at the moment. We've only got, what, three or four, maybe? As I say, when you're playing a f- five, do you know what I mean? If you need more more bodies and more depth in certain positions, I think we've got four or five right backs on the books. We don't, <laughs> do you know what I mean? We, we need more central midfielders and strikers. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, we need a lot of everything. I mean, that's one of the things Darren Robinson was talking about Radio Derby on after the game is that all the teams that succeed in the league, they all have deep squads and I don't think Derby's is quite deep enough. Um, I know yeah. obviously we didn't have the success in the transfer market that we wanted in the summer, but you know, we, we really don't have many players. I mean, again, to touch back on our recruitment, our big marquee striker signings, Martin Waggon, who we signed from a testimonial. So you've just got to hope that from a recruitment perspective, we've got something in place for January because it's going to be massive, isn't it, Vic? It's going to be it's going to be huge. You know, we need another centre mid. We'll probably need another centre back. We need another striker. We need a lot of players in a lot of positions and it's never easy in January, is it? No, January is always notorious for being so hard to try and bring players in. But like we said before, I think what's killing us is obviously not having a prolific goal scorer up top or someone that can just do offer something different to what we've already got. The problem is, as a, as a whole, we are quite predictable. So even the spine of the team, you're looking at... The, the, the defence is probably the most solid part of, of our whole starting eleven. You wouldn't even have to touch that. It's where it comes to the midfield and the obviously up front. If we can sign someone with a bit of pace up top that can put the ball in the back of the net, I'm not going to put any names out because everyone's going to be like, oh, it's all this, you know. <laughs> so I'm not going to put any names out. Johnson, Clark, Harris, whatever. Um, but yeah, we need, we, we Move need, on, Vic. <laughs> I, know, I know Chris Martin's name's going to come up in a minute. So if we're not moving on from JCH, we're not moving on from Chris Martin. Nah. But um, like I said, uh, we need to we need to strengthen. I don't think it'll happen. Maybe we can look at the academy and see if there's anybody waiting in the wings there, just offer something a bit different. But um, I guess we just got to make the best of what we've got at the moment, and hopefully we can. For me, we need a plan B as well because I just think that because we're so predictable, teams are going to work it out again, and then once one player has a dip in form, the rest of the whole team will suffer because of that. So let's hope we can come up with a plan B if we don't manage to get a recruitment spot on in January. Let's hope so. And a, a forward player in the academy that's actually been um, really impressive so far is Cruz Allen. And apparently uh, mm. Arsenal, Man City and Liverpool have all put bids in for him uh, ahead of January, which is worrying, to be honest, uh, because he's pretty much, you know, the best, I guess, the best under-18 player that we have currently. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's hope he sticks around. Um, but on to Chris Martin now. Uh, I thought it was a, a vintage Chris Martin performance, right? And we don't want to bang on about uh, old players too much, but 
he actually had the fewest touches of any outfield player to play more than 60 minutes. So he didn't touch the ball that much. Somehow touched it less than James Collins, which is a miracle in itself. Yet still, and being marshaled by Nelson and Cashin, who I thought had unbelievable games. I thought they were both brilliant. Yet still, he should have had an assist after he laid off a guy in the box and he scored a goal. I mean, Adam, uh, I've got it on my, my little notes thing here. Um, he's out of contract in January. Um, now, we watched that game yesterday and he did exactly what we've been crying out for for a strike. I know there'll be people listening that will go, move on. And that one of them is probably going to be me when I listen back to this. Um, but he did everything that we need at the minute. We need a player that can link up with Barquez and link up with Mendes Lang, set players up on the edge of the box, score the goals when they drop into the area. He had one half chance all game and he took it and he scored. And if not for Mendes Lang's brilliance and Fauna's brilliance, would have won or won them a point. You know where I'm going here. <laughs> 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 you see, you see, I love, I love Chris Martin. I love Chris Martin and what he offers. But then I think there's too many factors at play here. Number one, you know, we're crying out some youth in that team. I think and some energy. And I think Chris mm. Martin's an experienced player. And like you said, it was a vintage Chris Martin performance. But what happens if Chris Martin gets injured after one game? And that's that's him finished foot, footballing wise. <laughs> and also, there's no way we'd coax him out of Bristol or the South, in no. my opinion. I think he's settled down there, and that is the only that is part of the reason why he signed for Bristol Rovers because he's settled down there. You know, he's not really moved out of Bristol or London um, since leaving us. Um, so I, I, I don't think I don't think he'd come to us. And I I have to say, I think I don't think he's the answer. No, as much Ooh. as it pains me to say, um, <laughs> unless Rovers would like Collins in a swap deal. Um, <laughs> then, um, then, um, but no, I, I think, I mean, I'd love Chris Martin back at Derby County, but, you know, like I say, you, you've got to move on, don't you? As hard as it is, you've got to move do on. Do you have to move on? <laughs> Should we get Johnny yes, Russell back? Yes, Let's, <laughs> let's get them all back in. Let's get them. The, amount of, no. the amount of abuse you got for saying Tom Ince in pre-season. I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> uh, the, the guy behind me, um, he's he's very outspoken. He, he he says what he thinks. And he was he was like, Chris Martin, he's so fat. Uh, I hate him. And the guy next to him was like, you'd have him back over Collins though. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> yeah, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Which was funny. Uh, it certainly was funny. Um, oh God, it's just horrible, isn't it, Cal? It is horrible. Well, I, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, uh, as you say, I don't think he's a warm player anyway. So he's not a warm player. Oh, we're still, him, we're so. still playing by those rules. No, no, I don't. No, but the thing is, it's true though, because we we've got to think what we would love. And is it because he's like good? No, because <laughs> no. it, it, when he. When he's um, on song, he's class, but sometimes he does have the performances in him. And Bristol Rovers said, the uh, the guys from the gas cast said this, he, he can be just non-existent, uh, especially at his age now. So again, I, I don't need any more players over the age of 30 coming in and, being, and thinking they're the answer. I want to go younger. And, you know, anyone under the age of 30 will do. I don't care if they're... <laughs> as long as they've got two legs and can at least have a shot within the vicinity of the goal then i'll take it 
You've got to think, though, Callum, I don't think we've got a single player over 35, 35 or over. And that's a big gap in this derby That team makes a change for us. We've it? always had some OAP uh, yeah. cruising about <laughs> sure. in the squad. Doesn't mean and... we need one. Doesn't yeah, we don't want one. No, we don't. need one. <laughs> I'm going. I'm, oh. I'm agreeing with. I'm agreeing with Jamie. Take that shirt down because it's getting into your head now, mate. <laughs> I've got to ask the questions, haven't I? I've got to ask the questions. Uh, Vic, right? Let's move on from Chris Martin. Um, so, <laughs> in the second half, uh, we've talked about this a little bit already, Vic. But we, we changed from a, a back four to a back three. Now, I thought. I, I mean, I don't think it made any difference whatsoever. Um, in my personal opinion, I don't think it made us any better. It did move Mendes Lang more to the right, which I guess improved his game a little bit. Uh, it made Tom Barkazen look like he'd never seen a football before uh, when he got moved into wing back, um, which we all know he hates. Can you see us slowly gravitating towards the the fabled Paul Warren back three again? It's coming in it. You know it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Look, Caleb's celebrating already. But now, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's happening. No, you know what? You can see it happening. The only the only downside to the back three at the minute for me is Sonny Bradley, Adam's boy. Um <laughs> for me, I just I just can't I can't every time he comes on the pitch I get nervous. And it's it's horrible it's to think that as well. Yeah. But like, like like we were saying earlier, like you know, with all the injuries and stuff coming back, like obviously we've got Callum Elder, Joe Ward, they'll fit into the wing backs, you've got Kane Wilson. Um, I think he'll bring it in because um, obviously he likes to see our games and stuff. Yesterday, like you said, it made no difference. I didn't think it improved us in any way. If anything, it might have given Fauna the opportunity to run forward and actually set up Mendes like that goal. But other than that, it didn't really change much. You know he's going to go back to because it, it, it's worked for him. Um, mm. Again, if we and if we've got all these players coming back and they sort of maybe fit into that style, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. Um, as long as he doesn't play it away, because I know away that's gonna it's gonna kill us off. I mean, he'll, he'll play it at home, but I know away it's just gonna be it's gonna be torture to watch. So uh, it's coming. Callum celebrating already. I'm not too optimistic about it, but we'll see what happens. No. I I don't no. think he should change too much, to be honest. I'll only see it happening if he puts Fozzie there. Fozzie oh, left, cash yeah. him right, and or cash in the middle, or Nelson on the right, whatever you want to do. But those three, mm. if he does those three, I'm happy for it. To, I'm happy to see it. If I see any Sonny Bradley anywhere near the, the white marker of the pitch, then wow, <laughs> maybe it won't be Adam getting knocked unconscious if we go to more farm. The Godfather said uh, Niambi, Cashin, and Nelson mm. was about three. Happy with Nambi, I mean, that, that's not bad, is it? Mm. Cashin left centre mm. half, Niambi on the. I think that well, that is what we played, isn't it? Start of the second half mm. with with Sibley and Barkays as the wing backs. Um, so yeah, it's funny that we've got all these great right wing backs, and then we played Tom Barkays <laughs> in there. That poor bloke uh, can't catch a break. But yeah, I, I think we will go back there. It's funny you brought up Sonny Bradley because uh, Adam's up next. So this is perfect Woo! timing. Sonny's best no mate. Way. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to wonder, like, is he actually all right? Like, <laughs> there was a part yesterday where a long ball came over and he sort of jogged backwards and he jogged backwards. And then he just misjudged, he jumped and misjudged it completely. He just flew over his head and bounced and always played Chris Martin through a goal. And he did that in... Um, Oh, what game was it? It was Crew. against what he did against yeah. Crew. He did it Crew, against yeah. Wolves oh, Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton. Yeah, Wolverhampton. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did it against Wolves and 
started to wonder like, like is he genuinely all right? Like he's clear he's clearly a decent defender, but like I don't know. It's just a bit confusing, isn't it? Well, he's, I've seen him before. Saw him at Luton. He was class. Has something happened? No, I don't know. What's that? What are those eyes for, Adam? Go on. I, just, go on. I don't think thoughts. we've seen. I think Sonny Bradley, for me, always looks way too nervous on the pitch, even when it was crew away and he started. Any time that ball came, even even when it was total domination and crew was sat back in their, their own half in that first half, any time the ball was at his feet, he reminds me of, you know, I've had many defenders who are nervous with the ball. If you want ball playing defenders, that's perfectly fine. Um, if they do the other bit right, she's stopping goals and defending. But Sonny Bradley doesn't seem to be doing that at the minute. Um, whenever he's been played in in four matches from the start, I think coming on at the end, yeah, he solidifies it up. Um, yesterday we saw it was mainly just get it away from from the goal mouth at any time, and he did he did that. But I think he just doesn't look comfortable, and then. It's difficult to say because even when he has started, I don't think he's shown anything to warrant another start at straight after that. Mm. And then it just ends up in the same cycle of he'll he'll get a couple of games off the bench for the last 10 minutes and then um then he'll get a start in the cup, say, say in the, the Bristol Street Motors Cup, um, what it's called now. And then we'll have another poor game and he'll he'll be back to playing on the bench, coming off the bench. He just doesn't look comfortable. I'm not sure what that is, whether he hasn't settled or not, but yesterday. I don't think we saw anything that would warrant a start or more minutes because every time the ball came to him, he, he tried to hoof it down the other end of the pitch and he seemed to skew it 10 yards away from him out for a throw-in. So, I don't know. Yeah, we all know I'm not Sonny Bradley's biggest fan. I think after the crew game when <laughs> all he did was just shout at the referee and then get out-muscled for their second goal, I, I didn't really understand that. Yeah, I think Sonny Bradley is a player that you know, I don't think he's going to be getting any first team starts anytime soon. I think it'll be coming off the bench for him um, until maybe a player gets injured and he needs to slot back in. But yeah, he just doesn't look comfortable on the ball at all, which is, you know, we don't play out from the back. But um, yeah, anytime the ball's near him, he just doesn't look comfortable at all, even when defending. So yeah, um, I'm still waiting for him to have that game, which which proves me wrong. And hopefully he does prove me wrong. I would like yeah. him to prove me wrong. I just want to say that. I'm not just yeah. sat here saying, oh, I don't like him. But yeah, I want, <laughs> I want him to prove me wrong. But yeah, I'm not seeing that yet. No, I'm the same. Like, again, you know, Marky signing. He wanted to succeed. We've said it loads on the pod. We we want him to succeed, but he's just not showing it, is he? Um, and yeah, I'm not going to try and psychoanalyze him. Um, but yeah, that nervousness, that sort of... Maybe he works himself up a little bit too much. Maybe... You know, I, I mean, there's times when he, he he made blocks and he was running off celebrating like making the block, which is great, but he's doing it like five minutes in against Crew. He's an experienced defender too. So I'm not really sure why. I mean, he puzzles me. He puzzles me as a centre-back, an yeah. experienced centre-back as well at this level. Yeah. yeah he killed himself he when he did that um, interview when he first signed saying that, oh, I don't want to stay down in League One. And He'll be in League Two soon, the way he's playing. And, so, and, <laughs> and I was like, I said, you've just... You gave yourself the dreaded kiss of death. I yeah, that first I game, that first game at home. Um, mm. it, 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 I think that it is has taken a, a proper mental blow on him. Bless him. Yeah, let's he hope he can turn it around. Back. Yeah, let's hope he can turn it around. Uh, hopefully, we're here at the end of the season. We're saying, Sonny Bradley, wow, what a player! As he buries a header and gets his thirtieth consecutive clean sheet to send us up. <laughs> um, so yeah, we can we can only hope we can only hope. Now we've spoken about that so long, I forgot what I was going to go on to next. 
Um, but just looking at some of the comments, I mean, Jim Johnson says uh, he'd take Chris Martin if he was 30, but not 35. Um, Godfather says Wilson left wing back, Ward right wing back, potentially. Um, that could definitely potentially work. Uh, Craig Scythe will be crying himself to sleep if that is true. Um, and yes, uh, someone should tell Collins that he should stay within the width of the six yard box. I think he gets told that enough. Uh, Aaron Cashin came out and said it, didn't he? That Ward says it all the time, but he doesn't seem to care. Um, but Vic, I mean, last thing on on Bristol Rovers, I was actually really impressed by them. I think they looked a, a decent side. I'm surprised they are where they are in the league. Um, you know, they played like a team that were higher than that. They were miles better than Barnsley um, and miles better than a lot of other teams who played this season. Um, it, it's weird, isn't it? Because sometimes we play games against these sort of teams and, and it doesn't go our way. We've played badly. We've got three points. Is that the sign of a good team or did we get away with it? Probably a bit of both, I think. Um, for me at the moment, I, it's a results business. So I, I couldn't care less if we were absolutely rubbish for 89 minutes. If we go and get a 90th minute winner and we get three points, that's all the matters. The, the end goal is we need to get out of this league by hook or by crook, um, even if it means playing rubbish football for nine months but if it gets us to like the 90 90 points 100 points and we get promoted no one's going to care about how we play are they, really? that, mate. <laughs> yeah, obviously it's not going to happen but you know it's i, I, I gotta say realistically the last few seasons it's taken 90 months out of this league automatically so mm. if that's what we're aiming for it's it's we've got i'm not bothered if we play rubbish or not but like, like the bristol Rovers were a decent side i think if they get a um, a good manager in because I think the one they got at the minute is on an interim basis. Yeah. Um, they'll be up there. I think they'll be challenging for the top six. But yeah, it's it's a bit of both. I think we've got good players to be a good side. Um, but I think luck was on our side yesterday as well. Um, if 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 Mendes Lang was off form, if a couple of other players off form, Bristol Rovers could have walked away with three points yesterday. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen Sorry. that as well, Adam. We've what got a comment. <laughs> We've got a comment from the Godfather that says, "What shop did Adam buy that slightly hairy top lip from? Looks very nice." Um, I wouldn't take. I've that. had it all weekend. My own comments. <laughs> now we're new way, new way. It will look amazing in a few weeks, <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's good. Uh, and there's plenty to be positive about, apart from Adam's moustache. Um, yeah. You know, we're so close to the top two now. When you look at, you know, people thought Portsmouth would run away with it. We're, what, six points away from them? Which, considering we thought we're pretty rubbish for most of the season, is is staggering, to be honest. I didn't realise we were that close. Um, so, yeah, may, maybe we're all clowns. Maybe we need to have more perspective. Maybe uh, it's a worn masterstroke, but we'll, uh, what do we we'll know? wait and what see. Do we know? What do we know? Not a lot uh, is what I've learned um, no, because we no. get our predictions wrong almost every week. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't know anything. Um, right, let's uh, do a quick walkthrough on Port Vale. Uh, Adam's going to be recording a preview on that in about an hour's time. That'll be out on Monday morning um, if you want to catch that or on YouTube in the evening. Um Port Vale, last season, best game of the season. Uh, we've talked about that um, at length. What a moment, Mendes Lang's last-minute winner uh, after we went 1-0 down. It's going to be a tough one, isn't it, Adam? Um, they've moved the away end, which is a bit weird. Uh, it's a difficult place to go. It's a really weird team, Port Vale. It's it's not a place, is it? You, you can't go and visit Port Vale. Um, 
I mean, how do you think it's going to go, and and what's your score prediction? I think, I think, like every game we've had this season, it's going to be tough, and and one that's going to be scrappy. I think we saw that last season. Um, obviously, you know they're they're not in the best form. They had a really good start to the season. They've kind of sort of dropped like a stone down the division um, into a position that they they want to get higher from. Um, my thoughts ahead of it, I think it's going to be scrappy. I think we'll see the same style of football that we did in it work last season. Scored from two crosses, so hopefully more <laughs> of that. Um, that would be nice. Uh, in terms of a score prediction, I could see it being a 2-1 win, but if I say it, then we'll probably lose. So I'm going to go with a 3-2 victory, um, but it will most definitely be a 2-1 win. Um, I like the three-two <laughs> victory is the new two-one victory. Uh, <laughs> that did just make me laugh then uh, when you said they had a really strong start to the season because look at the results they genuinely did, but they lost their first game seven-nil. Seven-nil, which is funny. Uh, and if you've got score predictions, please leave them in the comments on YouTube as well, and, and we'll read them out. Uh, Cal, uh, score prediction, goal scorers. What are you thinking? Uh, I think this is going to be an ugly game. Um, Tuesday night in Stoke. Who wants to go there? Um, so, Vic, apparently, um, yeah. <laughs> All the best boys. Wrap up warm. Um, I'm gonna go one nil win, uh, and I'll go. I'll go Mendes Lang. Keep it going. Keep up the hype train. I like it, Vic. Yeah, it's gonna be one of them cagey sort of games. The pitch is gonna be awful. We're gonna be awful. They're gonna be awful. <laughs> but we're gonna get we're gonna get some sort of scrappy tapping goal. I'm gonna go for a Tyrese Fauna. Let's go for a Tyrese. He deserved a goal yesterday, so we'll say he'll score. Um I don't think either team will play well, but I think we'll just we'll just have the edge and we'll get nick a one 0 win. Let's hope you're right. Uh, Adam, you never said your goal scorers actually. I've just thought mm. who, who you think oh. um spot I meant Mendes Lang braced, continue his good form, and Kane Wilson's deserved goal is soon to come. Uh, it will come. It will come on Tuesday night. The winner. <laughs> I hope you're right. Uh, Jim Johnson says Port Vale a two 0 victory. Uh, Mendes Lang and uh, John Jules. Don't worry, Adam. I've seen the comment, mate. I'm getting to it. Uh, we've got mm. tortured pickles that I can't take seriously uh, because of the name. Um, but it depends on which Derby shows up, which is ridiculous to even try and guess. Great point, but we're just going to pretend it's the good one. Uh, And the Godfather has another lovely comment about uh, Adam's wonderful facial hair. Uh, Hopefully in 10 years, Adam's facial hair can be on the elite level like Vic. (laughs) Vic, to be fair, yours is unbelievable. So, yeah, Mm. I I can't even argue with that. I can't argue with that at all. Um, and, and my score prediction, I, I reckon, uh, I reckon it'll be a horrible two-one win. Yeah, going going back to the classic, um, I think it'll be a two-one win. I think we'll go one-nil down early on, and then we'll score two late goals. Um, I reckon Collins will score a penalty because that's all he can do. And then I don't know. Yeah, Kane Wilson. Let's let's manifest that. Um, weird thing with the game uh, on Saturday. Um, just before they took that free kick, I turned to my, my parents and went, oh, um, I really weirdly feel like Chris Martin's going to score. And then about 10 seconds later, he scores. So we've got to use that manifestation on Kane Wilson <laughs> uh, and, and make sure that he gets off the mark because I think he definitely deserves it. 
Um, so, right. Uh, thank you so much, Trevor, for listening. Uh, it's another amazing episode of Rams Talk Podcast. Um, I'm sure you've all enjoyed it a lot. Um, if you did enjoy, please give us a rating. Uh, we're five star on uh, Apple Pods now, which is mad. Uh, 4.9 star on Spotify, though. So please, for the love of God, uh, vote as five star because, you know, that point one star hurts. Um, only if you enjoyed it, of course. If you didn't enjoy it, please don't rate us. Nope. Um, you can catch all our stuff on YouTube. You can catch it all on Spotify, Apple Pod, basically anywhere where you can listen or watch. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to read the comments at the minute because it's carnage. Um, <laughs> all about Adam's facial hair. Um, <laughs> yeah, if if you did enjoy, yeah, please let us know and get involved on Twitter at Rams Talk Pod. Uh, we put loads of stuff on, uh, loads of talking points and clips and things. So if you want to get your opinion heard, uh, let us know on there as well. Um, so thank you so much to everyone for listening. Another three points for Derby. Hopefully we get another three at Port Vale. And a nice weekend off next week. So it's a uh, goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Thank you very much, everyone, from Rams Talk and Adam and his moustache. Have a great week. (laughs) (laughs) Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.